You're listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here's your host, Jeff Harding. What's going on, everybody? This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to episode 81, Youth Mission Trip Strategy. When we think about why we're going on a mission trip and why we're choosing a particular spot for a mission trip, uh, that takes healthy perspective and strategy that's sort of an umbrella over both of those questions. It speaks to the culture of our church, the strategy for why we have our students in programming and going on trips for their own spiritual growth, and more. So, uh, we're going to talk with someone who's been around missions basically all of his life. Uh, our guest is Tim Brockup. Tim heads up an organization called Amaveo, and him and I will talk about a healthy way to approach a good youth mission trip strategy. So, let's hop into this conversation with Tim. Tim, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today, man. It's great to have you. Uh, for our watchers and listeners, could you give us a brief introduction uh, about you? Yeah, man. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, my name's Tim Brockup. I'm founder and uh, executive director of Amaveo Group, which is a nonprofit development organization uh, that works all over the world. So that's about that's about it. Okay. Fair enough, man. Awesome. Uh, for this episode, uh, it's pretty straightforward from the title, uh, but we're talking about strategy of youth mission trips, um, what it takes to have a proper strategy when thinking about a mission trip and what it means to have one. Uh, for decades now, there have been many places to go, many reasons to take students on a mission trip, uh, but that also means that we have decades of experiences and now some data to show that uh, a large amount of groups, even if what they do in the trip is necessary and good, their strategy and how they approach it, um, or even their planning for it, might be in haste and not the best perspective to have. Uh, so, Tim, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with mission trips and then what led you to start Amaveo? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, I grew up a missionary kid in West Africa, a country called Gabon. Okay. And... Uh, so I experienced receiving mission trips as a kid. My parents um, would have, you know, supporting churches come over, help build churches, things like that. And then as I grew uh, into adulthood and and um, I actually served overseas and ran a volunteer missions post in the country I grew up in, in Gabon. Um, and so was also heavily involved in uh, the mission trip sort of hosting had a big intern program and then we had short-term trips come over okay um so have you know kind of seen it all um and you know there's obviously there's always there's good good situations and bad situations um but so that's kind of been my experience i was also a youth pastor for a bit so i took you know my my youth groups on trips international trips uh, domestic trips, things like that. So, um, felt like I've sort of experienced it all when it comes to, um, you know, what those are. Um, when yeah. we started Amaveo, uh, nine years ago, you know, one of the things that, uh, we wanted was to be a development org. We weren't designed to be a short-term missions trip. 
um, organization. That wasn't our focus. That wasn't our desire. Um, however, we did understand that they play an, an intricate role in developing a donor base, uh, developing what we would call, you know, world citizens, uh, people that understand that there's a whole lot more to life than just, you know, the zip code that they live in. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of the background uh, of, you know, my experience with missions trips, Alaveo, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't talked to too many people um, who had that experience of mission trips coming to them as a kid and growing up in Africa. Yeah, man, I can only imagine what that was like. That gives you a pretty unique perspective, especially now on this side of missions of or organizing them because yeah. um, we can look at data, um, kind of like we mentioned earlier, and even experiences of going on one, but the experiences of, at the beginning of your life of receiving them is pretty unique. Uh, I think that gives you a really cool perspective. Have you met many people like yourself who are involved in missions who received them when they were kids? Um, well, I mean, you know, 20, you know, that was what, 30, 30 years ago now. Okay. Um, and so that was way before short-term mission trips were sort of like really popular. So, mm -hmm. you know, my parents were a little bit on the front, front end of that. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember, uh, you know, the other missionaries on the field rarely ever would have any teams come out, but my parents would do it regularly. So um, to answer that question, not a ton. Um, you know, there's other missionary kids that I've talked to that um, had some experience with that. But, you know, my parents were a little bit, I don't know, pioneering in that in yeah. that regard. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience, but we let me we were in the bush. So. You know, we had teams come. We we got Skippy peanut butter. We got Oreo cookies, <laughs> Doritos. You know, things that we would never have a chance at. Uh, you know, which is, you know, probably not the most important reason for a trip. But as a kid, it was. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I. Uh, so I. Well, I had been to Africa once on a trip. So in 2018, we took students to Spain. Uh, in. Uh, man, the name of the the name of the city is escaping me, but it's right there across the port from Morocco. Uh, yeah, Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. Uh, so we would we went over there um, for for one day because the place in Spain where we took our students uh, was a media center that created YouTube videos, devotionals, Bibles in Moroccan Arabic, and they would send it over there to yeah. the underground church. And we took our students over there to experience here's where they're sending it. And the girls yeah. had to dress a certain way and they weren't able to make eye contact with other guys and all this yeah. kind of stuff that people just don't think about until they go. And when I was a youth pastor, uh, I would um, I would love to take my students on uh, an international trip at least once during high school so they could really experience that from, for themselves. But um, my uh, Bush experience was in South America. So we were in Northwest no, northeast Peru, backing oh, right wow. up, backing right up to Brazil, um, and everything like that. And uh, the kids who would walk to the um, kind of the kids center where we put on an Awana program for them, and they got a shower and some meal. Some of them would walk about half an hour from where they lived. And oh. one time we 
followed them home to give their families some bags of food and some resources and, and got to talk with them. And I remember seeing just a wall of trees ahead uh, <laughs> and some kids will walk out of there and it's just like, man, you just don't know yeah. until you're there, you know, um, really unique experiences. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's interesting. I mean, try international travel, uh, for uh, the American, for an American, you know, over the last 15 years has just exploded. But you know, what's unique about a mission trip is that you get off the beaten path, right? Mm-hmm. You're not in some sort of touristic sort of place and you actually get the experience, culture and people. Um, and, you know, like you said, you walk home and then all of a sudden you walk into this rainforest and it's nothing like you've ever experienced in your life before. Right. Yeah. And, and it's cool. I mean, it's, you know, there's all kinds of research of what it does to the brain um, when it comes to growing it and the health with that and experiencing new things. Um, I just think it's, you know, it's, there's nothing else, nothing else like it. So yeah, pretty cool. Absolutely. So um, there are two primary components, I think. There's probably a lot, but uh, for our conversation, at least, there are two primary components I want to hone in on for discussion, uh, and they're both why questions. I think there's a lot more why questions in ministry. We tend to focus on the how, but the why questions are kind of the more important places to start. Um, And I think they're going to be, for us, like if we were a youth worker who's listening or watching, taking students, it's why are we doing a mission trip in the first place? And why are we doing this particular mission trip that we've chosen? Uh, Tim, which, which question do you want to start with? Why are we doing a mission trip to begin with? Or why are we doing this mission trip? I think, you know, why are we doing a mission trip? Probably a better place to start because the other one is probably involved in a little bit more of the, you know, the, maybe the vision of the outreach strategy of what your local faith community is, is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we chatted about this, I think when our first phone call about when helping hurts and yes, when yes. that book came out and that study series, amazing book by the Chalmers Institute there, they did a great job on it. I took a little bit of exception to their chapter on short-term missions trip because I felt, um, you know, one of the benefits of growing up in, in the jungles of Africa is you, your worldview is completely different than necessary if you grew up in the west or mm-hmm. the u.s right mm-hmm. so that book was written you know again everything was perfect from the standpoint of understanding you know how to do the most good basically right. the idea behind it but that chapter was written very much from a, a western uh worldview and it was this idea that you know we're trying to get the most bang for our buck right yeah and missions trips aren't the most bang for your buck when it comes to development or outreach, things like that. Um, which is, you know, absolutely true. I mean, we run a development org and, uh, yeah, it's to the projects that we do all over the world cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, could you redirect those funds that you're going to take in that trip to those projects? Absolutely. But what is missed is that the experience, right. Of the person that gets on the ground, and experiences another culture, experiences, um, you know, another worldview, another faith perspective, like maybe your team did there in Mexico, uh, in Morocco, mm-hmm. um, is is something that is really, I think, important to the broader kingdom of God um, and the way that it interacts. You know, when you take high schoolers in the U.S. 
and they go and hang out with high schoolers, um, you know, say in, in, in Kenya or Mexico or, you know, Haiti, one of the things that they'll realize is that, you know, they have a lot less than they do. Right. But they're more, you know, they're, they're happier than they are. Right. Yeah. And the thing is you can't, you can't teach experience, right? I, we, we can have all the Bible studies in the world that will talk about how God is, you know, this rock and how it can provide this, this joy and things like that. But when they get on the ground and they're hanging out with other teenagers and they see that, you know, they have, you know, a 10th of what they have, but they've experienced the joy of the Lord, you know, all those things that you, it really is. Um, yeah. It'll change your lives. And so, you know, getting away from this idea that expediency is the number one thing that we need to be focusing on when mm. it comes to this stuff. And, and instead of experience, I think is a mistake. Yeah. So when you say, why do we go on mission trip? I always say for experience because mm -hmm. it's our best teacher. Right. Ooh, so, yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. I think, I think, um, that's a great point to, to bring up because I did really enjoy that series when, cause we, we went through it as a church and with the students, especially we got to look at our own short-term mission trips, why we do them. And we were already doing them with a sense of, Hey, we're joining an organization that's here long-term for the community and plugged in and doing things, which was great. Yeah. Um, but I, I too was a little um, like sensitive to, Hey, short-term mission trips aren't like, evil or terrible like there are good reasons to have them yes for crisis yes for other things but you know with that perspective in mind and yeah um i think i think going back to the peanut butter and, and oreos i think especially for younger students who might go on a trip they might be looking for that you know i get to take a picture of this or see that which that's going to be there that that's that's even there for adults but um yeah. when when you get there and you realize Okay, yeah, this place is cool and this experience is great, but the experience the experiences of the people that I'm meeting is really impacting my own and that's why I love talking about apologetics or faith-based stuff from the idea of narrative or story because yeah. our stories interact with one another and can affect each other's stories even if it's just a passing by, you don't know what your presence even will contribute to the stories of the people there. And something that uh, I learned at the church I was working at in seminary that I took with me to my last church where I was the youth pastor um, was the idea of for the mission, for the youth group, mission trips were a next step of building the community that we have here. And so if you were a brand new student and, they, and you came in in April and you wanted to go on the, on the summer mission trip, I would say, Hey, that's great. You should plug into what we're doing here in the summer and during the school year and get and get connected and apply for the mission trip because every fall students would apply to go on a mission trip mm -hmm. and they would fill out a questionnaire, talk about what they like about the youth group and how they're growing in their faith, why they want to go on a mission trip. And I would sit with them with an interview with them and at least one of, if not both of their parents and be able to have their parents say, here's what I see in Jimmy or Annie and how God has gifted them and how they could benefit others on a mission trip and to make sure that they are plugged in. So when they would go to serve, they were already yeah. a cohesive unit that kind of could experience that together. And I heard from multiple people whenever we would go different places, especially if it was a place that had one group in and one group out, one group in the next week, they would say, 
your students seem to already kind of be in the same mindset yeah. and here to serve. And that was a huge compliment, but it was just a testimony to uh, kind of what you're talking about with experience and how the experiences you have, whether it's in the Western world, whether it's in Africa or wherever else, if you go somewhere else, what your expectations are versus what you're going to experience, especially with the experiences of people you're meeting, that's always going to be a really fun, intricate web that is going to have a resounding impact. And if you're serious about committing to whatever that trip is, that's where I think the kingdom work really starts building. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'd get the question all the time about whether, hey, do you think my, you know, you know, what's the age of someone who can come on a trip? Um, you know, how do you decide that stuff? And I'd always point them towards the fruit of the spirit and just say, mm. listen, like, how, how do you see that the fruit of the spirit working in that kid's life? I don't care if they're in seventh grade or they're in 12th grade, you know? And then the other part was that to your, you know, what you guys did, the, the mission trip, the, the impact of that mission trip is based a hundred percent on how much prep time goes into the pre-trip. And then also the post-trip stuff. Yeah. So um, we're in the process of finalizing um, curriculum is a weird word, but really um, some curriculum that would be uh, designed for the youth teams that are coming to experience the what we're doing around the world, um, both on the front and the back end. Um, I mean, there's good stuff out there already. So, you know, it wasn't something that was a priority for us, but it still is something that is just super important. You know, and when you talk about that second question, right, you know, why are we going here? Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, even thinking about, you know, what your local faith community is doing uh, locally. You know, we we talk about, uh, you know, getting uh, proximate with with things, you know, mm -hmm. this this idea that, listen, you, you you need to get near stuff to understand it, experience it and feel it. Um, but how you ex understand and experience and feel it really is something that you have to, to learn to do well and healthy. And you can do that, you know, 10 minutes from your home. Yes. Literally. Yes, um, absolutely. And, you know, I always would encourage people to, to make sure that you're doing some, you know, that local thing is happening too, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, otherwise it is a little bit of a splash and dash type thing. And I just don't think it, you know, it serves everyone involved if that's the case. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know if you want to move on to that next question. Yeah, for not. sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Why this mission trip? So why does someone choose a specific one? What's, what's the consideration that needs to go in, into that? Yeah. You know, I think that one of the things that we have been very intentional about with our trips and when we work with volunteers is that um, we actually are creative about how we use them. I don't have any desire to have a youth group come in and paint the same wall four times, you know, <laughs> over the course of a summer. And right. the thing is, is it, you know, because of our background experience, um, we've, we've worked really hard at making sure that when people come in and they're volunteering and they're engaging with our projects and our ministry partners on the ground, that they're doing things that, um, you know, are forward forwarding what we're trying to do there and whether it's relational connection whether it's you know painting a wall or whether it's doing a a little uh you know vbs style thing for uh, an, uh, a migrant community that's working at one of the farms that 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 we work at uh in mexico 
just being intentional about that, I think, is super important. So when you ask about why this mission strip, I think it's it's something that you, you know, as a leader, as the person who's putting it on, you really should. I mean, those should be questions you're asking, like who you're going to go work with. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if you I want to be careful here. But if you get the response of like, you know, because we want for you to have a, a really good time and for your your group to grow in their spiritual maturity, you know, I would just push back and say that that can happen. It's not the only thing that that, that should be happening. Right. Um, and so when you're thinking about why this trip, you know, especially with our Amaveo trips um, that we put on around the world, I mean, we when we hire staff and we put them in our locations, there's a whole sort of, you know, the whole conversation around, Hey, listen, you're going to have to host teams and interns. Um, and it needs to be very intentional about how we do that. And so, um, you know, those are just hard questions that you have to ask at the, at the front end. Um, you know, sometimes local faith communities are, are really on, you know, they have a strategy for what, you know, what they want to focus on, where they want to focus on. And I, you know, I always say it's good to have that stream run throughout the whole, you know, church. It doesn't just have to be the adults doing it or the men's group or the women's group or, or the youth group. It really should be something that you're doing collectively. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a shared experience in that. Right. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that last piece you touched on the intergenerational thing, adds a new layer of experience, especially when like the last few international trips I did. Um, well, the last one we did was, uh, we took several parents of the students there and they got to break off and do some stuff just with themselves and then with the, with, with their students and then other things. And, uh, it was really neat to see families be able to reflect on, yeah. hey, this makes us think back to when we went and did this at Thanksgiving locally. When we did this together as a family in Spain, it made us realize the, the next level of what we can do together and what's available for so many to do out there. And um, I also think kind of what, you, what you're speaking to of, uh, yeah, if it's just a fun experience and you can grow spiritually. I think many times, probably because of just the length of time the average youth pastor is at a church or just because they're just looking for something to fill and do, the strategy holistically of like prep for it, go on it post-trip, and it's part of like why as a church and a youth group, why we're doing what we're doing, that kind of holistic strategy, I feel like for the most part, isn't isn't there in a lot of churches. It's just kind of plug and play good stuff that's beneficial, but that's all I can keep up with because I'm too busy or I'm, or I'm not here long enough to think of a four or five year strategy, you know? Um, and so I think those also play into what, what can hinder the healthy perspective of choosing a specific trip or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that's a big role that we feel that we can, we can play in helping uh, a local faith community when it comes to sort of identifying strategy and how does that filter down through the intergenerational ministries. I mean, we're, we're involved in those conversations all the time with church boards, you know, lead pastors, youth pastors, children's pastors. Um, Cause one of the other things that we're intentional about is, is also connecting them um, beyond just the trip, right? Mm-hmm. There's no reason why they can't stay in touch with the, the indigenous ministry partner that they've been connecting with and 
what yeah. that looks like. And, you know, with the modern day technology of Zoom and things like that, I mean, it's really easy um, mm-hmm. for that stuff to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's, um, I think it's, it's a big, it's a big endeavor for, for faith communities to do that. But I think the impact's much greater if they can and bring some focus to that. So, yeah, good, good word. Totally agree. Well, Tim, this has been great, man. Love to get yeah. to talk with you. Uh, tell people who are watching and listening how they can connect with you and how they can get plugged in with Amaveo and see maybe how they can get their youth group connected with y'all. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, when we picked the name Amaveo, we thought it was clever, but everyone asked us, like, what, what in the world does that mean? So Amaveo <laughs> basically is Latin for shift or move. Um, and so in what we wanted to do is for development as a development org really move into um, some long-term sustainability from, you know, when it came to local projects. So mm-hmm. the best place to do that is amaveogroup.org. That's A-M-O-V-E-O group, G-R-O-U-P.org. Um, awesome. So that's, that's the ease. It's got all of our projects, got our contact information on it. Um, obviously we have a Facebook page and Instagram account too. So A M O V E O group G R O U P dot org is the best okay. way to get a uh, hold of us. So awesome. Cool. I will make sure and uh, put that in, in the show notes so yep. people can find Perfect. that. And, um, yeah, man, Tim, thanks again for being on here. Uh, and, uh, hopefully we can reconnect at some point. And, uh, yeah, I love seeing what people are doing around the country, but around the world for the gospel. So thanks for all you do for missions and thanks for your time. Thank you, man. It's my pleasure. Take care. That concludes today's episode. Thanks again to Tim for joining me. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And be sure to check out our website, youthministrymaverick.com. There you can see a comprehensive list of our guests, their bio information, some organizations that can help you in your ministry some articles I've published, and a store to help support the podcast. Also, we would love if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, not just a rating, but a review. It helps our visibility, and we would really appreciate that. If you do leave us a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to me, and I will personally mail you a thank you card with some podcast swag that you can't get on the store. Well, that does it for today. Thanks again for listening. Please share this if it helps others that you know, and we hope that you've been encouraged by it. Until next time, adios.